his course with praise. And I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. And I will rejoice for he has made me glad. Oh, he has made me glad. He has made me glad. And I will rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad, and I will rejoice, for He has made me glad. Won't you sing it now? This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. Oh, this is the day. That the Lord has made, I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. Praise the Lord.
Marketplace, good morning, everybody. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Certainly, I am grateful to stand before you. You can see a little bit more of the sanctuary. I hope everyone is ex as excited as I am about all the work that God is doing with and through us. Today, uh, we're going to jump into the word of the Lord. Um, I have so much that I want to share with you. So we're going to jump in to where we are, what God is dealing with us with today. And as we come, you know, I know that many of us were coming right here to uh, the end of the first date that we were given that the quarantine would be over. And as we approached that May 1st date, I know that there was a, a lot of disappointment, a lot of frustration, a lot of uncertainty surrounding what was next. And the truth is that there is a whole lot we could complain about. We could all come together and we could have an exchange of stories about hardship or difficulty. We could talk about uh, what's not going right. We could talk about struggles that we continue to have. Or we can make a decision to focus our minds on the things of God. We can make a decision to speak the things of God, to believe the things of God, to operate in the ways of God. As I start this message today, I want us all to choose to follow the scriptures, to choose to walk the way of Jesus, what I've been calling the contrasted path of the disciple. Now, while the Lord gives us the free will to disobey, everyone who is listening to me right now, you have the choice, the free will to disobey. You can do, you can behave, you can think however you please. You can walk on another path, you can ignore all of the words that are coming out of my mouth. But this not only comes with consequences, but it also separates us from God's best for us. So the question is, how am I to posture myself? What posture should we be in if we're going to walk the way of Jesus, if we're going to stay consistently on the contrasted path of the disciple? We've been studying the moment, this time period, if you will, between the resurrection and the, the coming of the Holy Spirit, the Pentecost, the resurrection and the Pentecost. And we learned several weeks ago that one of the first things that Jesus did during this moment was he gave orders to men. He gave orders to men. These orders require two things that I've been dealing with over the last couple of weeks. Number one, we must live our life walking the narrow path, the narrow path. And then number two, where I will dig deeper today we must live a life of denial. Now, now, as I say that, as I say that word, we must live a life of denial. Um, I can see your virtual faces. I can see your virtual faces um, as you're sitting there and you're and you're saying denial, denial. There's, there's no way that doesn't sound right, Bishop, because the word denial literally seems to go against so much of what we teach in the church today. 
We've developed and taught such a gospel of self-indulgence, a gospel of selfishness. That, that word denial at face value sounds as if it is outside of God's will. We have taught God's people such, such a gospel of, you know, God wants to give you double for your trouble. God wants to give you houses and cars and land and, and all of these things. And so when we start talking about denial, it feels as if that word is coming against the abundance, you know, exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think. It seems as if the word denial is coming against that. So denial at face value, at face value, sounds like we're losing. Denial at face value sounds like you're rolling over. This is why some of us are rejecting some of this teaching right now because, you know, we want to win. We want to win. All we do is win. That's what we want to do. But denial sounds like I'm losing. Denial sounds like I'm rolling over. Denial sounds like I'm allowing people, glory, to get away with it. I can't let you get away with it. If I, if I, if I deny, I'm going to let you get away with it. Denial at face value sounds like we're being weak. Denial at face value sounds as if we're being passive. Denial at face value sounds as if we are giving up. Denial is such a contrast to this glorified hustle culture that we have built, not only in the world, but also in the church, you know, where you are sacrificing your sleep daily because you are hustling, you know, when you are grinding and, and you're going after it all to the detriment of your relationship with your family, to the detriment of your connectivity to your children, to the detriment of the well-being of your body. What we have taught is the more we grind, the more we hustle, the more we go after it, the holy we holier we are. Denial, that word denial is such a contrast to that culture. Denial is a contrast to much of this independent women, strong black man thinking that we see. Denial is such a contrast to this macho man. I cannot cry. Can't nobody see me sweat. Denial is a contrast to the anger that is actually celebrated in the face of systemic oppression. You know when somebody does you wrong, we are now in a place, especially as African Americans, where if we do not show the outright rage that corresponds to the systemic oppression that is prevalent in our nation today. If we do not demonstrate the same type of rage that those around us demonstrate some way we are considered as if we are compliant with the oppression instead of understanding that those who are walking the way of Jesus, those who are walking the contrasted path of the disciple, it is not that we comply with wrong, it it is that we choose to see wrong through a different set of lenses. It is not that we agree with the oppression. It is that we choose to respond to the oppression as Jesus responded to the oppression. And despite popular belief, despite what some may want to say, despite the realities that some woke people want to say that the Jesus of the scripture is a contrived fiction of the imagination of our oppressor, the reality is that the God that I serve 
was a first century Palestinian man who was also under the same systemic oppression, if not worse than many of us and our ancestors have seen. And, the, and we see through him the best way to handle people coming against you in all walks of life. But denial seems so counter. And yet denial is what we are called to. Denial is the way of Jesus. It's the contrasted path of the disciples. Let me be clear. Biblical denial is a paradox. Write that word down. Paradox. It is a necessary paradox of our faith. Write that word. Paradox. Walking this path, this this way of Jesus, this contrasted path of the disciple is a decision. It requires a genuine, not this fake relationship, not this Sunday only relationship, not this I like the songs relationship, not the preach preacher relationship, not the I only come when my favorite music is on relationship. I'm talking about a genuine come what may relationship with the Lord. So let me define before I move on this word paradox that I had you write down. Paradox, a seemingly absurd or self-contradictory statement or proposition that when investigated or explained may prove to be well-founded or true. I'll do it again. A seemingly absurd or self contradictory statement or proposition that when investigated or explained may prove to be well-founded or true. The scripture shows us this paradox in many areas. I'm going to get to our text, but I need to lay this groundwork. The scripture shows us the concept of biblical paradox in many areas. Let me go through a, through a few quickly. See, the science of the world system says, watch, what goes up, what's the rest? Must come down. It's true, but it's not an absolute in the system of God. Explain. God's system says, what goes down will come up. What do you mean? Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you. The economics of the world system says financial increase requires proper investments, time, compound interest, some luck, and a good advisor. True, but not absolute in the system of God. In the system of God, God's system says, give and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaking together, running over, so shall men give unto your, your bosom. The health of the world systems apropos during this time says that there are just some sicknesses that cannot be cured true in that system but not absolute in the system of God God's system says he was wounded for our transgressions bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace is upon him and with his stripes we are healed the morals of the world system say that there are some mistakes that one can make in their life that will hinder their futures forever. True, but not absolute in the system of God. 
God's system says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. See, these are paradoxes, things that make sense in the world system, but God flips them because the system, the ways of God are not the ways of the world. So today, as I lay all of that groundwork, as I say all of those things today, I want to talk about the paradox of denial, the paradox of denial. It may seem absurd. It may seem like a contradiction. What God is calling us to may seem like it makes no sense. But as we investigate today, we will find this premise of denial to be well-founded and true. This is what the way of Jesus requires, denial. This is what the path of Jesus requires denial. This is the contrasted path of the disciple, denial. If we're going to walk this path, if we're going to walk the way of Jesus, if we're going to be disciples, if we're going to be disciplined students, followers of Jesus Christ, not only is the road narrow, but there's also no room for our will. There's no room for our will. There's no room for, you know, this is the way I want to do it. It's denial. Let's remember that Jesus is our blueprint. He's the one that we should be looking to. Not the world, not the things of the world, not the ways of the world, but Jesus. And Jesus, in the, right there at the foundation of his most horrific moment, as he is sitting there in the garden, Jesus says, not my will, but thy will be done. Denial. This was a statement of, it's not about me. This was a statement of, I need to do what God has called me to do. This was a statement of focus. This was a statement of discipline. This was a paradox. And it was denial. So let's look at our scripture. Our first scripture of today, Matthew 16. I need to lay all of that down because as I talk about denial, it's one thing to just jump into it. It's another thing to recognize that denial, while paradoxical, is also necessary. It's one thing to just read the scripture. It's another thing to realize that denial is the blueprint that Jesus set forth if we're going to walk his way, if we're going to live as his disciples. Matthew chapter 16. Let's look at starting at verse 24. Two verses, Matthew 16, 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Now, let me just stop there. I won't be able to go past that because I just need to deal with, he must deny himself. If you want to follow me, he's talking to his disciples and he says, listen, listen, disciples, listen, those of you who say you want to walk and follow me, those who want to be on the contrasted path, those who want to do the works that I do, those who want to shout about it and be about it. Listen, folks, if you want to follow me, if you want to use my life as the blueprint for your life, there are some things you have to do. And the first thing he says is you must, not you should, not you could, 
You must, the Greek there is emphatic, you must deny yourself. And watch this, it actually is laid out sequentially in the text. If you look at it again, watch this, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. It is sequential in its organization. And the reason that I say that is I can't follow him without taking up my cross and I cannot take up my cross without denial. It is sequential. Deny, cross, follow. Some of us are trying to jump ahead. We haven't denied ourselves, but you're trying to take up a cross. You cannot call yourself a martyr. You cannot say that you are being persecuted for righteousness sake, but your flesh is still strong and you haven't done the denying part. If you haven't denied him yourself, if you haven't denied yourself yet, if it's still about you, if it's still about your will, if it's still about your flesh, if it's still about what you feel and what you want and what you desire and all about you, if it's still around that, you can't say that you have a cross because it's sequential. I have to deny, then a cross, then follow. Now, watch this, that word deny, write that down, deny himself. To deny yourself means to refuse to recognize or acknowledge. To refuse to recognize or acknowledge. So when I deny myself, what I'm saying is I refuse to recognize and or acknowledge my flesh. I refuse to recognize my will. I refuse to even recognize. I'm, I'm not giving it any airtime. I'm not gonna give any thought that is outside of God's will any airtime in my life. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You got to, sometimes you have to sit and, and recognize your feelings. See, that's the problem. I'm going to show you a text in a minute. You're spending more time stewing in the thoughts, the feelings, and the ideals that are outside of the will of God than meditating on his law day and night. We spend more time thinking of the oppression and the oppressor than thinking of the victory and the victor. We spend more time talking about how bad it is than speaking and declaring how good God is. We spend more time talking about who did us wrong and who our haters are instead of rejoicing over the fact that God knows your name. We spend more time talking about what we lost and how bad our bosses are than we do talking about how good Jesus is and the fact that it could have went another glory. It could have went another way. Glory. It could have gone another way. So understand this, and I want you to write this. Denial is a heart issue. Denial is a heart issue. One more time. Denial is a heart issue. To deny is about abandoning. When I deny, when I refuse to acknowledge, I am abandoning old things, specifically in three areas, because it's a heart issue. I'm abandoning old things Specifically in three areas. Watch this. I abandon old thoughts. Lord have mercy. I abandon old behaviors. I abandon old mindsets. I do it again. To deny is a heart issue. I have to make this, this, this decision to abandon these things in three specific areas. I have to abandon old thoughts. I have to abandon old behaviors. 
have to abandon old mindsets. When I do that, there will be an exchange made. You know the scripture, beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for the spirit of heaviness. As soon as I'm willing to abandon old thoughts, old behaviors, and old mindsets, there's an exchange of new thoughts, new behaviors, and new mindsets. You cannot put new wine in an old wineskin. The scripture says, in me there is light and no darkness at all. So you cannot expect the thoughts of God to cohabitate with the thoughts of your flesh. You cannot expect the behaviors of God to cohabitate with the behaviors of your flesh. You cannot expect the, the, the mindsets of your flesh to cohabitate with the mindsets of God. You must abandon old thoughts old behaviors, old mindsets, and then God will make an exchange and give you new thoughts, new behaviors, and new mindsets. Glory. Now, let's go through each of these. Let's go through each of these. I said it's a heart issue. We must abandon, abandon old thoughts. What are my thoughts? Y'all right? What are my thoughts? Thoughts are the text, the text. The, the, the information, what we, what we constantly go over, the processor, if you will, the text, T-E-X-T, -E the text of the heart. Go to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. Let's start reading right at verse 6. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, here's the exchange, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Watch this. Finally, here's the exchange is fully inputted now. Finally, brethren. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell or think on these things. He says, look, give up the thoughts of anxiety. Give those thoughts up, that doubt, that fear, that disbelief. Give up that. And I want you to dwell on a different set of things. Give up that stuff, that, 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 that constant negative mind, that, that negative, negative thoughts that you have in your heart. Give those up and start dwelling on, what does it say right there in, in, in that last verse? Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and anything worthy of praise, dwell there. And we gotta be honest, we're not dwelling there most days. Soon as somebody does something to you, your thoughts, which are the text of your heart, that's where you start dwelling. 
You start dwelling on all of the thoughts of what they said, all of the thoughts of what they did, all of the thoughts of how you're going to get them back, all of the thoughts of what you can say to combat what they said, all of the thoughts on how you can clap back and get them back, and, and all of the thoughts of how you can have vengeance, and all of the thoughts of the first time they did it, and the second time they did it, and the first time they said it, and the second time they said it. Instead of you thinking of all of the times that you had happiness together, and all of the times that God made a way, and all of the things that God has done to open doors instead of you thinking on those things well Bishop what if none of those things have to do with them wait a minute sometimes you have to think on what God did to recognize and to see someone else appropriately explain many of us have amnesia over what God has done for us and then when the people in our lives mess up when the people in our lives make mistakes when the people in our lives do us wrong we forget that we were once them yes I was one of them I was one of the ones that didn't always do right. I was one of the ones that didn't always have my, my stuff together. I was one of the ones who sometimes let people down. But God, in his grace and mercy, he continued to deal with me. And that is where I should think. Number two, I got to let go of old behaviors. I got to let go of old behaviors. I got to let go of old behaviors. Somebody that I'm talking to right now. There are some behaviors that you need to let go of. As a matter of fact, that I, I need to speak to somebody who's listening to me right now. That while you have been home, while you have been alone, while you have, I hear you God, while you have been by yourself, there have been some enemies of your old behaviors. You were, watch this, you were coping with those behaviors by running away from yourself. And now that you have nobody there but you and your thoughts, nobody there but you and your behaviors, now it has come right to bear that you were never free. Some of those habits that now there's nobody there to check you. You can't get away from them. It's just you and your behaviors. I speak victory right now over anybody that is dealing with those habits. I speak victory over anybody that is dealing with those closet behaviors, those closet thoughts. I speak victory right now to let you know that if you make an exchange right now as I am talking to you, if you are willing to give that thing up, if you are willing to say, Lord, I give up my old thoughts. Lord, I give up my old behavior. An exchange will be made, but you have to walk the path of denial. I'm telling y'all, if y'all walk the path of denial, you will find that this paradox is true. You will find that if God be for you, who can be against you? You will find that God cannot lie and God cannot fail. I guarantee you, if you will walk this paradox out, you will find that the thing that didn't look right is right. You will find that the thing that seemed like it couldn't hold you can actually hold you. Come here, Peter. You will find that you can walk on water because Jesus said so. You will find that you can do the impossible. You can speak to mountains and they will move. I guarantee if you walk this paradox out, you will find that God is able to do it. You will find it to be true, but you got to let go of the thoughts. You got to let go of the behaviors. What are the behaviors? Behaviors are the fruit of the heart. I hope I'm helping somebody. Behaviors are the fruit of the heart. Remember I said it's a heart issue. Go to Matthew 4. Behaviors are glory to God. The, few, the fruit of the heart. Look at this. You got to let go of old behaviors. And let me say this before I read this text. You got to let go of behaviors. Watch this. That were good in your previous season. 
explain. There are some things that the Lord will remove from you because your season has changed. The coat you wear in winter is too much in the summer. It doesn't mean the coat itself is bad. It means that the season is dictating that the coat is no longer the thing you're supposed to wear. There are some things that the season that you are in, the that last season is over. It is over. It is over. It is over. It is over. And you got to, well, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. Matthew 4. Matthew 4. Matthew 4, 18. Now, watch this. As Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea. For they, watch this, were fishermen. Come back for a second. They were fishermen. That's who they were. That literally was their behavior. They were, because watch this, you are identified by what you do. Glory. By, they were fishermen daily. They had a behavior of fishing. That's what they did. That's how they were identified. They were fishermen. And I need to speak to somebody because watch this, what you were identified as, you no longer have to be identified as because when you give up your behavior and you take on the behaviors of the Lord, you will begin to be identified with the behavior and the thought processes and the mindsets that the Lord put on you. You no longer have to be identified as a drunkard. You no longer have to be identified as a player. You no longer have to be identified as fast. You no longer have to be identified with any of those things in the Oh, you, you glory can make an exchange right now. You no longer have to be identified as an addict. You no longer have to be identified as an alcoholic. You no longer have to be identified as a drug head. You can make an exchange right now. Behaviors can be shifted. All you got to do is take all of those old behaviors and give them to the Lord. And as you give them to the Lord, he will, he will give you a new set of behaviors. Watch what he says. He said to them, verse 19. Glory, he said to them, follow me. Watch this. And I will change what you fish for. I will make you fishers of men. Look at what they did. Immediately, they left their old nets. Look, they left their nets. They left their old behaviors and followed him. Going from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. He called them immediately. They left the boat, watch, and their father. And follow. Look, look, look. Watch this. He says, listen, come after me. But if you want to come after me, you're going to have to leave where you've been. You're going to have to leave those behaviors. And I have a new set of behaviors. I see you've been fishing for that. I got to have you fishing for this. The season of that type of fishing is over. New type of fish. The season glory of that father is over. There's a new father. Watch this. Some of you who are listening to me today. The reason you can't receive from your heavenly father. Is because you have problems of your with your natural father. But here's what God says. Listen. I don't care what your natural father did. I don't care how your natural father hurt you. I am not a man 
that I should lie, neither the son of man that I should repent. And if I said it, I'll make it good. I'll be a father to you, the Lord says. I'll treat you like nobody else has treated you, the Lord says. I can be there for you like nobody else has been there for you, the Lord says. I can help you like nobody else has helped you, the Lord says. He says that he can't, he is not like them. He is not among them. We can't put God in the same box as people. But all we have to do is be willing to walk the path of denial. Some of us are so busy trying to protect ourselves, we won't even let God in. I heard you. Some of us are so busy trying to protect ourselves, we won't even let God in. So busy trying to make sure that we can shelter our feelings, that we can't even feel the Lord. So busy trying to make sure that nobody hurts us, that we can't recognize that we have hurt others. But oh, once I make the exchange, once I walk the path of Jesus, once I am on the contrasted path of the disciple, once I walk the paradox of denial, and I just say, God, here's my old thoughts. He'll give me new thoughts. God, here's my old behaviors. He'll give me new behaviors. And then here's finally, God, here's my old mindsets. He'll give you a new mindset. Hey, he'll give you a new mindset. What is, what is a mindset? Glory. What is a new, what is a mindset? Mindset is the eyes of the heart. The mindset is the eyes of the heart. The world would call it your worldview. It's how you see things. My mindset is how I see things. Turn back to Philippians chapter 2. Glory to God. Somebody just say real quick. Listen, somebody just say as you are sitting there and you're listening to me, I need somebody to make a decision that you are going to deny your flesh. Somebody today, somebody just write down today I deny my flesh. Somebody in that comment write down today I deny my flesh. Today I deny my will. Come on, somebody make a decision for, for the Lord right now. Today I deny my will. Somebody right there, I want you to text it. I want you to, 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 to tweet it. I want you to do whatever you got to do. Today I deny. Put it in your Facebook comments. Make it your status. Today, I deny my will. I need somebody to take on the pattern of Jesus with new thoughts, new behaviors, and a new mind. Today, glory, I deny my will. If you're going to walk this, this is the road of denial. Philippians 2. Philippians 2. My last verse. Verse 3. Watch this. Do nothing from selfish or empty conceit. Do nothing from selfish or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not, look at this mindset, do not merely look out for your own personal interest but also for the interest of others. Somebody right there needs to say, I repent. I'll do verse four again. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Have this attitude. King James says, have this mind, let this mind. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus. Who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bond servant and being made in the likeness of men, being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even the death on the cross. That, that's our example. Let this mind be in you. 
Don't do it. It's not about you. Jesus could have easily, come on, we're talking about the power of the gospel. Jesus could have is easily, as we've heard it, called down legions of angels to come and take him off that cross. Jesus could have tore up every judgment hall. Jesus could have just killed every Roman soldier. He had the power. But Jesus walked the path of denial because he recognized it's not about me. It's about the people who will be helped and saved healed and delivered because of my obedience. If we're going to walk this path, what are you saying? What are you saying, Bishop? That, that, that I, I just can't think about myself. No, I'm telling you to stop being selfish. I'm telling you to stop being selfish and understand that this path is selfless. I'm telling you that this contrasted path of the disciple means that you're going to have to give up your will. It doesn't mean that God won't bless you. Because truth be told, what I have found, and somebody testify, that the blessings I thought were good fail to compare with what God has blessed me with. We have to walk this path, the contrasted path of the disciples. The prayer is, Lord, get our hearts right. Lord, get our hearts right so that we can have right thoughts, right behaviors, right mindset. Lord, get our hearts right so that we don't carry bitterness and unforgiveness. Lord, get our hearts right. God, I want to exchange my thoughts for your thoughts. Because the Bible says our thoughts are not his thoughts. Our ways are not his ways. That's what the Bible says. So he's already telling us, if we keep thinking the way we're thinking, God is not in it. If we keep doing what we want to do, God is not in it. We got to say, Lord, I only want to think. I want to have the mind of Christ. Lord, I want to behave like you. I want to see things the way you see them. I want to have a Christian worldview. Lord, I make an exchange. I want to walk the contrasted path. I want to walk this way of Jesus. I want to be a disciple. And God, I know I got to be disciplined. I know I got to give up my flesh. I know I got to crucify this flesh daily. Lord, I want to do it, but I can't do it without you. And right here, as I'm sitting here and trying to minister to you, I need somebody to make a decision. Jesus, come into my heart. Jesus, turn this thing around. And I need to speak to some people, even those of you who have been in church for a long time. This season that you are in is a season where you got to stop playing around with God. This is a season where you got to keep, you know, you have to move forward in God and stop just staying connected to the way you've been doing it just because it's comfortable some of us have been so comfortable yet so out of God's will so comfortable yet so disconnected so comfortable yet so in sin God today wants to give you new thoughts new behaviors new mindsets it's a paradox but I guarantee you will find that God's word is true our prayer God get my heart right so when I choose this paradox and I refuse the ways of the world and I walk the path of Jesus the contrasted path of the disciple Lord get my heart right so all of that will please you this is my prayers. I stand before you on this morning. It is my prayer that we get this thing together. 
I'm not preaching this to you so that anybody can be overwhelmed or excited about my preaching. I'm preaching it so you can get right with Jesus. I'm not preaching it so that you can say, oh man, look how great he is. I'm preaching it so you can write about how good Jesus is. Make Jesus the most famous name on earth. Elevate Jesus. He said, if I be lifted up, this is the season of lifting up the king. He would draw all men. He said, if I be lifted up and somebody needs to declare, we need to cry aloud. Spare not. Lift up our voice like a trumpet. He needs to be lifted up in our homes. He needs to be lifted up in our schools. He needs to be lifted up on our jobs. He said, if I be lifted up, I'm speaking to those who have high ranking governmental jobs. Lift up Jesus. I'm speaking to teachers right now lift up Jesus I'm speaking to business owners who can hear me lift up Jesus come on now exchange your worldly thoughts exchange your worldly behaviors exchange your worldly mindset and walk in denial every day wake up and ask God what shall I render every day wake up and say God what do you want me to do how can I be a blessing I need somebody to just receive that God is better than anything else he is better than anything that our flesh can will into being and you today have to make a decision to walk Jesus the contrasted path of the disciple has God right now get my heart together because he's given us a chance in this wilderness to get it right people of God those who hear my voice heed the call of the Lord Heed the call of the Lord. If there is anybody who is listening to me who is not saved. If you are not saved and you want to give your life to Christ. Today you can do so. Today you can do so. You can inbox me. You can send a prayer. You can send an email to prayer at the marketplacemovement.com. But today get yourself together. If you are not a member of a church home, you can do that. Get yourself together. Get connected so you can get discipled. Get connected so you can get discipled. Make a decision. Somebody needs today. Today. You need to make a phone call you've been avoiding. You need to send a text you've been avoiding. You need to have a conversation you've been avoiding. And I'm not talking about that phone call, that text, that conversation where you're going to get somebody told. I'm talking about the one where you're going to get it right. And you're going to walk into it, not with your thoughts, but his thoughts. Not with your behaviors, but his behaviors. Somebody hear me. Not with your mindset, but his mindset. Today, walk in the paradox of denial. There's a blessing that's bigger than you can imagine. I'm going to pray for you. I want you to make a decision. That today, today is going to turn around. Lord, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Thank you for the word. Thank you for truth. Now allow us to apply it. In Jesus' name, amen. If there's anybody that heard me that wants more from God, I'll put information on the screen. We want you to walk this thing out as disciples of Jesus Christ. If you are trying to join and connect with us, I know that these are unprecedented times, but you can do so. If you want to give, that information is available to you as well. You can do so on our church website. You can give. Thank you for your gifts. I want to 
I need everybody to make a decision to get this thing right. God bless you. May heaven smile upon you and give you peace.